The number one cause of death in the United States is heart disease. Some heart disease is brought on by hereditary attributes. Some is brought on by diet. Some folks just insist on eating bacon and sausage and fried ham and things of that nature. Some of it's brought on by lifestyle, which can include diet. But oftentimes, heart disease is brought on by the strains that are imposed by life on the human body. Strains such as worry, anxiety, nervousness, and just the tension of life in our modern world. Let's be honest. Our lives are so structured, our lives are so geared in this 21st century that any contemplation is difficult, if not completely impossible. Sometime when you're in a crowded mall or department store, Walmart, Watch the people go by. Just step back, take a moment, and observe this surging, seething mass of humanity that flows past you, and you'll notice something. You'll notice furrowed brows. You'll see faces lined with worry and anxiety. Pay attention to the people. And look at the haggard hurried look that they have on their faces. Notice something. Notice the tenseness in the air. And the feeling of tension that exists everywhere. The symptoms are obvious. Irritation. Short temper. Frowns. Nervousness. Impatient? What would you say this morning if I told you that you see these people fighting to be waited on? How many times have you seen someone standing in a line at Walmart? Wish this would hurry up. I've even been known to turn around to someone that's impatient behind me. I'll turn around and look at them and say, you know, I was a young man when I got in this line. That gives them a lot of encouragement when they look at me and I say that. It's almost as if this tension that exists is on the verge of hysteria and bitter tears. So this morning, if I asked you, tell me the most comforting passage in the Bible, what would you say? I think a lot of people would mention the 23rd Psalm. Where the sweet singer of Israel said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And David talks about still waters and green pastures and laying down beside them. Or perhaps others would say, No, no. The most comforting passage in the Scriptures is Romans 8.28. Where Paul says, All things work together for good to them that love God. 
And then no doubt some of you would select John chapter 14. The song we sang a moment ago comes from John 14. Here I labor and toil as I look for a home. There's a mansion waiting for me. You see, it's in John 14 that Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. Those are words that bring comfort when we've lost loved ones. But what I want us to do this morning, I want us to focus on John chapter 14 and just that first verse. Because it's in John chapter 14 and verse 1 that Jesus gives us the cure for heart trouble. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. The cure for a troubled heart is faith in God and in His Son, Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a time in your life when things just seem to be really going wrong? Times when the whole world, your whole world seems to be just crumbling around you and falling out from underneath you? Times when you wondered what is going on? That's the way those apostles are feeling in John chapter 14. They have been on a roller coaster of emotions. Their week started gloriously. Jesus made His triumphal entry into Jerusalem. They hailed Him as a conquering hero. They put palm leaves in His path. And oh, it was a wonderful thing. People were shouting, Hosanna to the King. Even the chief priests who had been plotting against Jesus cried out in despair, What can we do? They're hailing Him as a conquering hero. The world has gone out after Him. But, Jesus had not come to establish an earthly kingdom. And Jesus refused the crown that they offered to Him. They were disappointed. They were stymied in their dreams of a Jewish kingdom. And they realized that they would not have Jesus as their miracle working king. And so the fickle crowd began to change. It wasn't long until the priests were once again seeking someone to betray Jesus into their hands. So as this 14th chapter of John opens, we see Jesus along with the apostles and they're in an upper room. They've eaten the Passover meal together. And just prior to saying the words in our text, Jesus has dropped three big bombshells on these men. He said, I'm going away. And you can't come with me. He told them one of them was a traitor. And he looked over at Peter and said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. 
That's a lot to take in all at one time. Can you imagine how those disciples were disheartened? How their spirits had fallen? And yet, look at Jesus. He's going away. The shadow of the cross is already over Him. Peter's going to deny Him. And yet with everything that Jesus is facing, Jesus is concerned for others. He knows the ridicule that's coming. The humiliation of the crown of thorns. He knows the scourging that's going to take place. And yet Jesus, facing the cross, tries to comfort those disciples. And He says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Write this down. It's on the final exam. Jesus Christ knows when we are sad. Jesus knows when we're confused. Jesus knows when we're mad. He knows when we're depressed and He knows when we're in despair. Jesus knows when you and I are troubled. And here in this passage, Jesus Christ comes to give a remedy, a cure, if you will, for troubled lives anywhere and everywhere. Whether the plight might be from sin or bludgeoning sorrow that we're facing, Jesus comes with an adequate remedy. And that adequate remedy is Himself. To the one who may suffer loss, to that person that's about to collapse under their load, Jesus comes with His inspiring, revealing, uplifting all-sufficient power. So what then is the cure for a troubled heart? Well, one answer that some people try to use is despair. That's no cure. It's no help. It's being undone, overborn, finished. That's the answer of despair. That was what was suggested to Job, if you'll recall. Way back in the long ago, Job was a wealthy man with 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, a great household of servants, seven sons and three daughters, and all of it was taken away. Wave after wave of trouble comes over that old man. His health is completely gone. He's covered in boils from the crown of his head to the sole of his foot. His former friends have all gone away. And instead of being sympathizers, they were all cynical critics. His own wife said, Job, do you still retain your integrity? Job, it's not worth it. Curse God and die. That, beloved, is the answer of despair. And the great tragedy is that some folks in our world today are prone to accept that answer to the trials and the pain and the troubles of life. Now, another answer that's quite common is Stoicism. Well, what is that? What is the doctrine of Stoicism? The doctrine states that you seal your heart against all feeling. You put it away. You ignore it. All feeling whatsoever is to be put away. 
deaden your heart. Deaden your sensibilities. Deaden your emotions. Refuse to ever get vent to tears and turn away from that course. The doctrine of Stoicism is deplorable. And it is not a remedy for a broken heart. And then another remedy that some folks try for a broken heart is just plain denial. It boldly declares there is not any trouble. There's not any sin. There's not any suffering. There's not any pain. There's not any death. None of it exists. All of it's a bad thought. Just forget it. Problem is, that's a false philosophy. It's like the ostrich putting its head in the sand, being afraid to face the facts of life. So Jesus comes along. And Jesus comes along and Jesus says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Have you ever considered how nervous, how tense, how overwrought, how worried people are in our day and time? Right now. Right here, at this very moment, in this quiet place, you know in your heart, God did not intend for us to live this way. God did not make us for that sort of struggle for existence. It's against every law of health. And it's against every law of God. The essence and the core of Christianity is trust in God. As Jesus traveled up and down the dusty roads of Palestine, He was constantly amazed that humanity did not really trust the Heavenly Father. Why are you afraid? He would say. How little do you trust God? He remarked. Why are you so fearful? He asked. How is it that you have no faith? He wondered. By every gentle word. By every act of compassion. Jesus was trying to show men and women that God is not only all-powerful, but God is all-loving. And God is nearer to each one of us right here than we really know. God is always ready. And God is always willing to make His power available to meet our needs. Mine and yours. Personalize it. God is always ready. God is always willing to make His power available to meet my needs. And He is.
Think about those men Jesus was talking to that night. For three years, they had been His closest companions. There was Peter and Andrew and James and John. All of them were there. They had walked up and down the dusty roads of Palestine with Jesus. They had seen Him raise the dead. They'd seen Him heal the sick. They'd seen Him turn water to wine. They'd seen Him feed thousands of people. And to those men that night, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. And then He told them why. He said, You believe in God. Believe also in Me. Have you ever thought about what our problem is? Maybe. Just maybe. Our problem is that we have never really, down deep inside our heart of hearts, become personally acquainted with Jesus. We know about Jesus. We know all the good things that Jesus did. But we don't really know Jesus Christ. God did not design us for tension and worry. God designed us for happiness. God created us for peace and for joy. And it is the will of God for us that life would be free and live to the utmost for His glory. What are your fears? What are you so afraid of? What strikes pure terror in your heart right now this morning? Whatever it is, take those troubles to Jesus Christ. Lay them at His feet and Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. The only way out of trouble is Jesus Christ. He's the only way out of perplexity. He's the only way out of sorrow and the black night of sin and sinfulness. He bore the weight and the guilt of my sin and your sin in His own body on that tree on Calvary's hill. Jesus came to this world as the remedy for sin. When the angel appeared to that Young Jewish girl told her she was going to have a baby. She said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus is the victor. He's the conqueror over the unspeakable tragedy of sin. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, he will bear your burdens. When Jesus Christ is the Lord and the Master of your life, your heart will not be troubled. So the question is, is Jesus the Lord and Master of your life this morning? Have you surrendered your stubborn will to His will? Not just nominally. Not just in word. But down deep inside. Down in your heart of hearts have you really have we really surrendered 
our will to the will of Jesus Christ. Today would be a great time to do that if you've never done it. And this is your opportunity as we stand and while we sing.